Could turn that light on right there though. Let me see some. I mean, I'm okay. You look stupid though. Just let you know. <laughs> Yo, welcome to Beers and Bars. Your place for rapid fire, hip hop, discussion, and of course, great beer. I'm Kamal Kiddo. OT the Golden Child, thank y'all for checking out our last episode. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we have been talking to a bunch of different creatives. Uh, last time we were here, or last time you were listening to and watching our faces, yeah. we had the homie D Neil on. Uh, make sure you check for Beer Talk now. Um, beer Talk now. You know what I'm saying? You can go and do that. I believe you can check out his website. He also has the YouTube. I think you can go to his website, which should lead you everywhere to, you know what I'm saying, yeah. stay up and up to date on what he got going on. So, Very positive vibes with D-Neil, man. Yeah, man. It was a, an enjoyable uh, podcast, man. It was very, very good talking. Yeah, we got to have him back on. Aren't we supposed to be on, be on soon? I think we talked about that. Yes, man. We got to. Let's not put the date out there, but yeah, we will be yeah. on. We need to refresh ourselves or remind ourselves, though, so we won't. Yes. He won't be uh, inboxing us like, all right, 30 minutes, we ready. And like, <laughs> like right. ready for what? Oh, right. we're supposed to be right. on the pod today. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, man, new episode. What are we talking about, man? Well, of course, we got to talk about um, J. Cole. Jermaine Cole. J- Jermaine Cole? We got to talk about uh, J. Cole's new project, The Off Season. Um, we're going to talk about Kodak Black's. Uh, latest project. He just dropped the nine track project. Um, what's the name of that joint? Haitian uh, Haitian boy Kodak. Haitian boy Kodak. Yes, that's very. That makes a lot of sense. I didn't even realize that was a title, and that has that theme on that album. Yeah. Um, and then we're gonna talk about. I think we're a little long overdue to talk about um, Amazon Prime, their uh, latest show, uh, them. Um, we'll, we'll talk about them when we get there, but yeah. And to let you know, before we talk about them, we'll put that probably maybe second or last. If you haven't watched it, there's going to be some spoiler right. alerts because I mean, that's what we're talking about. So fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully by now you've seen the show. Hopefully yeah. this conversation will pique your interest to go check the show out. Exactly. So, you know, it's a, it's a ride either way it goes, whether we talking about it or not, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, what are we drinking? Um, so today I have two beers and it's because I think we're probably going to get into the weeds a bit today. And because we always have two beers and I think that I'm going to start to introduce both of them at the beginning of the show since, you know. I think you might be right. I probably need to do another <laughs> beer, but I, I'm going to chill. I'm Go ahead. Uh, off top, I have from Heretic Brewing Company. I believe Heretic is out of yeah, Fairfield, California. This is their, their You Can't Handle the Juice. This is a New England-style double IPA coming in at 8.5%. Uh, I have got to get some more beers in my possession because I am very, very heavy. I know people who watch me on this show probably think I only drink IPAs. I do not. But as of right now, I am very, very, very heavy on my IPAs at this point in time. So, um, yeah, you can't handle the juice. Yeah, you can't handle the juice. Um, yeah, it is from Heritage Brewing Company out of Fairfield, California. Um, good joint. I, I recently got the, this, uh, I think this past Friday. Um, it is a New England style double IPA, but it is very hot for it. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've said before, I'm a fan of a lot of the Chicago, I feel like hazy joints be more so you know, uh, tropical fruit forward as to where up front you kind of get more of the flavors. But this joint, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a hazy, but well, it's a New England style IPA. But at the same time, it does give you some um, those big hops on the front. Um, but outside of that, I also I'm having an OG one, man, in case I got to crack number two, which is I think I've had this a couple weeks ago. Uh, OG Chicago, you know, what I'm saying Apex Predator, Off Color Brewing Company. Uh, this is a farmhouse L coming in at six and a half percent. So if you hear a second pop on the show, that means that that boy has been cracked. What's it called? Uh, that's Apex Predator, Farmhouse L from All Apex Color Brewing. Apex Predator is the yep. name of it. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. I don't think I've had, I don't think I've seen you had that on the show before. Maybe not. I don't know. But I rock with Off Color. They got a lot of um, more traditional style joints they got there. 
this joint, they got their beer for tacos, beer for baseball games, like a lot of, um, yeah. you know, more traditional style type beers and whatnot. So, yeah. Word up. Um, today I'm having uh, another one from Pipeworks Brewing. I got to say, I'm instantly attracted to their cans, uh, just roaming and shopping in Trader Joe. Yeah. Shout out Trader Joe. But um, They in Trader Joe, huh? Yes, yes. These pipework pipeworks got it locked in Trader Joe. Um, but this is called Spotted Pupper. Spotted Pupper. This is a uh, Imperial IPA um, with passion fu- passion fruit puree, honey, and citra hops. Mm. This is nine point five percent ABV. Oh, it's a big boy. And what's the style again? What is it? This is an Imperial IPA. Oh, it's an, okay, it's an, oh, that makes sense. All right, it's an Imperial IPA. All right. Yes, Have you had it before? I've never had it out of this four pack. This is the first one I am cracking open. I can't even fit all of this in there. That's what's up. Uh, it's rare that we get on the show and have beer that we haven't had. Because I'll be drinking. Very, very <laughs> uh, hop forward, even in smell. Yeah, the aromas and whatnot on the nose. You can... Mm-hmm. And it's crushable. It's not very yeah. hop heavy. Yeah, it's not, it's not super bitter and whatnot. Heavy. No, yeah. it is not. Okay. I can definitely bang this. I might have to crack open another one. We'll see. Here's the problem. I got to start really defining crushable because for me, everything be crushable because I drink shit fast. So it's- I feel you. I feel you. For, me, <laughs> for me, crushable is I can, I can drink more than one of these. Right, in a session, um, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, a, um, it's easy going down. It's not, it doesn't have that that hop, that heavy yeah, hop. That bitterness. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, I love, I, I'm, I'm leaning more into our dichotomy as a, as a team. Mm-hmm. And with you being the real beer drinker and me being the light beer drinker, I can deal with a, with a beer like this. Right. Because it is not hop heavy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and for me, crushable means I can drink more than one. And right. that's what I can do with this. You know what I'm saying? Well, let me tell you. Crushable. You know what it's I'm saying? at nine, so you're going to be you, you true out that, here. True that. <laughs> I mean, and I still got to find that heads, though, that, that D. Neal was talking about. But I would say that's probably not a crushable drink. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's talking about we, with D. Neal, we had a beer. Yes. He had a beer that was 18. I can't. I ain't going to front. I got to try it. I want to I mean, try it. It's more so sipping, though, probably, right? Like, that's something that he, you yes. can probably just sip and sip yes. and sip. You're going to die at the end, though. Like, you're not going to have, I would say, more beers after that. Night, night. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. It's, a, it's a wrap. So, yeah, but let's get right into Mr. Jermaine Cole. Uh, Jermaine Cole. Um, the sixth studio album uh, released by J. Cole, May 14th. You said, though, on Apple that it was... So, according to Apple Music, according to Apple Music, all right, this is according to Apple. It says, um, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, Super MC J. Cole, whose career has long been informed by both basketball metaphor and actual basketball playing, has crafted his the off-season mixtape in the same mold, affirming that if he's done anything in the time since 2018's KOD album, it's get even better at what he does. The 12-track tape is at once a testament to his actual rhyme. So I'm just saying, I'm they're, right. they're saying that it's a mixtape and in the same sentence mentioned KOD as an album. Right. Let me start by saying I initially heard it and thought it was a mixtape. It sounded like a, it has very mixtape, it has mixtape vi- a vibe to it. I would tell you, um, I would agree. It didn't feel, now, it, I hate to start off like this. No, you but go. It didn't feel as cohesive as KOD did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't think KOD is his best work, but it's definitely cohesive. Yes. Compared to this project. 
Um, I think Cole is a great rapper. I think he's a very, very good rapper. Um, I love a lot of the bars on here. Uh, I put an M on your head like Luigi's brother. You know what I'm saying? Comes to mind. Um, That was one of my favorites. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, but there are a lot of, there are a couple songs on here that are just lackluster. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to attribute that to the production and not necessarily, um, you know, what he did on it. But that ad, that takes away from it. You know what I'm saying? I was excited to hear Killer. Who's not going to be? Like, I'm excited. So for somebody who's been doing a deep dive of Cameron since the uh, Noriega interview. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've been through all his albums, every last one of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'll even watch Killer Season. You know what I'm saying? Again, based off of that Noriega joint. Yeah. So to hear him on here is very refreshing. This is exciting. This very sounds exciting. Kudos to Cole for even doing that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that's but and the song is good. The song is good. Overall, though, I think it's an okay project. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do think it is a mixtape. Um, I do think that uh for me, uh, you know, interlude is one of the best songs you know what i'm saying so for it to, you know i like his flow on there i think climb the climb back might be my favorite song on the whole mm. project um the beat sounds like album worthy you know what i'm saying the way he's rhyming in double time on the climb back yeah. is interesting and fun and the way he's flipping the metaphors that's what i'm talking about cole you know what i'm saying um my life Shout out 21 Savage. Uh, 21, you know, 21 got him on there. Man, Oscar Oscar texted me like, man, they need to just do a collaborative I, album. Look, here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you finish. And I, I have I have some comments Go ahead, though. Go ahead. I, I'll chime in, but go ahead. Man. No, but yeah, I do think that I would love to hear them because, I mean, the my life to me kind of sounds, you know, in the same vein as a, as a, and a lot. Even the beat yeah. itself, you know what I'm saying? That slow down sample and whatnot. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to J. Cole. I, what I really appreciate about the uh, what happened is the whole rollout, you know? The rollout to me was like, yo, we rarely see rollouts anymore, you know? True. He announced the album was coming out. Then he put out Interlude like a couple days later. Mm-hmm. Then after that, I think the track list came out and you it was announced that he was going to be playing with like um, the Angolan basketball team. Oh, yes, yeah. I think that game was today. So he's playing ball in Africa for the Angolan Patriots. That's the name of the squad, I believe. Um, He had the documentary that came out, kind of talking about some things, you know, with the creation of music and going back to all that kind of stuff and where his trajectory is, all that. Um, And then he has the freestyle drop like two days before, which really makes people excited, right? So it was exciting to see, like, dang, he really, you know. um, My first listen... I um I did get the same vibes. I'm like, yeah, this this is very mixtapeish. It is like a con- like a continuation to me of like um uh Friday Night Lights and you know those earlier joints. You know, just because I like the songs on here, but you know it's not um cohesive like you said from the standpoint of just the themes and the concepts. It just sounds like songs. I do like the project. I did say it. I do. I do think for me. This is some of his most straightforward and best, like, he just going in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, it was something that he talked about on a documentary, which I think is how we got a project like this, as to where you can sit around all day waiting on concepts to come up and trying to wait on stuff to write. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, what if it never comes? You know, like, what are you going to, you know, sometimes you just got to write and just give people bars or whatever. Um, but overall, I like the project. I came front. It's not cohesive, but outside of it not being cohesive, it's 12 songs, and I probably really like nine of them. Um, so, I mean, my, my favorite is probably My Life. I like Amari. Applying pressure is not good to me. That's just, a, that's just, that's quintessential. I'm not trying to hate. That's quintessential, uh, the boring cold, right? That's the boring center. Just, you know, the stuff that people don't like cold for. I said what I said. Um, people like boring center. I know, but... I don't. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, my, and, but my favorite joint probably is um, 
I like Pride as the Devil, man. I really like that joint. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, because, baby. because it's a bounce and it sounds fun, but at the same time, there's some concepts in that joint that is really, he's really rapping. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, very interesting observation with how we listen to music right now. And we've talked about this before. Come on, with how, I think you said at the beginning, you were talking about how we, we're reviewing this right now and it just came out like two days ago, right? I don't know. How oh, yes. I say it? Yeah, yeah. Um, going. Go ahead. <laughs> social media has created the era of the cap. The cap. Meaning for me, right? Look. Mm. We listen to, and I, I've, I've, tried to, I've tried to not do this. It's hard to do because I am OT the golden child. I have a show. You know, I have a YouTube and all that. And it's like, okay, I got to give my opinion. But I've tried to really get back to listening to music just for either appreciating the music or not appreciating the music. But with social media, people, I feel like, be listening to music with the intent to give their opinion, right? Like, so they go into an album. Yeah. It's 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. By 5 a.m., the album is a classic or it's the trashest album ever. Facts, yeah. In under a 12-hour period of time, right? Sometimes that same night. The same night. Because people, because of social media, people just feel like they have to offer an opinion. I think it's kind of changing the way, not just podcasters, but people in general, it's changing the way how we listen to stuff because so we so thirsty to tell people how we feel about something. Mm-hmm. And it's not being digested in general. This ain't just about Cole. Wait till Kendrick drop. You're going to see the same stuff. People going to be loving any, it. Wait till any important mainstream artist. Any, Im- yeah. any important main, and I think that's, not good because it's not given. It's I'm, why the, I'm people. Can I just say I'm people? Oh, no, no. Yeah, look, people, <laughs> people can feel how they feel when they hear my what I'm saying. But I think that's how you get these polarizing opinions because people not sitting long enough to even know how they feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, it's, it's, it's a day. You listen, to the, you listen to the tape once within an eight-hour period, and it's a classic. Really? Mm-hmm. Or is super trash? Really? I agree. I agree. I agree. That's my soapbox. I'm done. I'm going to say that, you know, I've um, tuned my ear to, you know, if I like it, I like it instantly. If I don't, then eh, I don't. You know what I'm saying? I don't think this album is trash. Mm-hmm. But upon the very first listen, I said... Yeah. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's not what I expected. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I wanted more in the sense I don't I don't think that it's not it needs to be longer, but I think that it's missing a cohesion. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that the all the beats are strong, mm-hmm. um, which to me makes takes away from the bars. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I made a, I made a, you know, like as I'm listening to it now, I've listened to the project. I'm going to say, to be honest, like eight or nine times, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm around mean, maybe five. Yeah. Something like that. It's yeah. not a hard listen. Yeah, I it's just, not. I just get to spinning it. I've listened to it walking the dog. I walk the dog three times a day. So, you know what I'm saying? I can throw it on and spin it. I think about when I heard certain albums that I instantly liked, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And how like from my excitement and, and pure joy of what I was hearing shed tears, mm. you know what I'm saying? Not because- it, when, was, I, when, was, when was that, when did that last happen? When, when can you remember? Well, I know you really like Cleo Soul, for example, when you first, like that's how I know when somebody heard really- Cleo Soul, I might, have like, shed, I might have shed some tears, G. I had to tell everybody. Exactly. I had to tell everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like when I first heard, I stayed up, and when I first heard Daytona, I was like, bruh, this is too good. Oh my God. I definitely shed tears, listened to Daytona, and I listened to it twice that same night. You know what I'm saying? Because it was so short. Yes. But in hearing this, whoo, he almost got me when he said killer. I was like, hey. oh my God. Oh snap. <laughs> it's happening. Oh my God. Oh yeah. my God. What's going on? 
But the more I listened to it, you know, and then Amari came on, and the more I listened to the album, I feel like, man, Amari could have been the first project, the first song. You know what I'm saying? Da -da -da. I've heard people say it. And that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. He got the melody. He's got, he knows how to structure a song. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, though. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the songs, right? There are good songs, but it's like 95 South and Amari both sound like intros, right? They both are intro-ish. So people are, I've seen people be like, man, he, he should have gave me these songs and I could have structured the album differently or something like that. Whatever, whatever. But um, again, I do think that this is just a, uh, a, 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 I don't know what it's called, a catapult to the fall off or whatever other projects that, you know, um, he about to come out with. He did kind of fool us though with all his rollout, you know, and, and then yes. threw these, these songs out, you know, but I, I like this, I like a good amount of the song. So I'm not, I'm not super mad at it. You know what For I'm saying? For me, my, my top songs were had like where I have no issue with the song and this mm -hmm. is definitely, you did your thing. Amari, my life, a hundred mil, fire. That's my shit. Interlude, the climb back. After, outside of those, there's um that I could like. Okay, I like that. Like I like close. You know, close. Yeah. I like hunger on the hills. Hunger on hillside. I don't like that one that much. Um, let go. Of my hand is cool. I thought that it was cool that he had puff on the track. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, there's things like that that I think are good, but I don't think the album, you know, I, it's I mean, not classic. Like, people are like, this is the best album. It's like, all right. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't say that. You know what I'm saying? I think this is a good project. You know, go. So you say, you know, I agree. You shouldn't just wait around for inspiration, but sometimes. And I've done this for myself, you know what I'm saying? There's beats that I never finished, but mm. that got me thinking about the structure of certain things and what if I could do that on this track over there? Or, you know what I'm saying, okay, I let that sit and then I come back to it right. a few days later and maybe I might get something different and that's happened. But mm. that don't mean that it needs to go on my project. You know mm. what I'm saying? Just because I was, searching for inspiration in that moment you know what i'm saying some of these songs kod got a thread to it yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah, um sure. even even um forest hill drive 2014 and that's the thing those are com those are complete like punching the clock i like but you know i yeah. don't some of these joints are not obviously to me complete thoughts right it's just like all right i said it i said this that's it it's it's I'm good with it. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So, no, I feel you there, man. I, I just, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we get the fall off this year. I wouldn't be surprised either. And I think that it would be, um, I, I feel like, you know, I haven't heard Cole um, expressly say this is a mixtape. But I would love for him to say that. I know. But it wouldn't change how I feel about Me the neither. project. Exactly. It doesn't change how I feel about the project, but I wouldn't want this. And and this is me as a fan. You know what I'm saying? This is me as a fan. He could do whatever he want to do, obviously. Mm -hmm. He could do whatever he wants to do. He did whatever he wants to do. He's worth supposedly $60 million according to Google. Just <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. he could do whatever he want to do. You know what I'm saying? But... I definitely, as a as a fan and as someone that checks for his work every time it drops. Yes. I wouldn't want this to be in his canon of albums. You know what I'm saying? But I understand that it's. But I mean, for your eyes only is in in his canon of. When was the last but, time you listened to that? Well, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I ain't gonna front. I listen to that, and when I really like people, I go back and listen to their oh, prior joints yeah. in preparation. It's some joints on there. It's some joints, but, some joints, all, but I can remember, all I can remember right now is Neighbors. And Folding the Clothes, because he mentioned it on his album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, I like. I think Jermaine Cole is a great rapper. I think yeah. he's really good. I think he struggles sometimes with 
wanting to be he is his biggest critic like he mentioned you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. i think he struggles with that sometimes you know what i'm saying trying to figure out what he could do i mean even in this project you know talking about what he could do creatively yeah. you know what i'm saying and did he say everything he could say and did he you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. i think that is going out on a limb um or or doing something different, I should say, by putting old snap, he getting 21 Savage on his project. You know what I'm saying? He getting Lil Baby on his project. You know what I'm saying? These are not things that we would normally see from a cold. Early, like he, he wasn't doing these types of things earlier in his career. You know what I'm saying? These ilk of rappers. And it's refreshing to hear because I feel like he's 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 seeing the game in a different way. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I I think he is one of the most authentic rappers, if not the most authentic rapper. You know what I'm saying? The thing that he's talked about, his content Bro. is every man. Everybody can relate to I can write a dissertation on that that pe- people be having PTSD and in the hood and coping with it through every day, you know, just getting lost within their high. And it's like, yo. How about you try meditation? That whole thing is crazy. Like who who thinks so? Yeah, go ahead. Meditate, but I mean, yeah, I, I think that uh, you know when he has songs like Amari and the Climb Back, where where he is full in songwriting mode and arrangement and oh, melody yeah. and things like that. That's not what he did on Applying Pressure. That's not what yeah. he did on 95 South. Yeah. 95 South grabs you because of put your hood up and killer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a mixtape song. It's a mixtape song. He's just rapping. It's no hook or nothing. Cam is the hook. Cam come in, talk back to you, and then they bring you back in with him rapping some more. You know what I'm saying? And then the song is out with the Lil John joint. Yeah. So, yeah. Song Let's- like apply, applying pressure, he's just showing his ability to rap. And it comes in with the DJ horns. It's a mixtape. Come on, it's a mixtape. Okay, it's a decent mixtape. Uh, yeah. Uh, moving on. Two. One more point. One more okay. point. First of all, yes, he needs to do an album with Twenty One Savage. I really like that. Uh, that comparison, that contrast on the same song. Yeah. And people out there, stop capping with the coldest boring talk. Uh, yeah, stop that. Here's the problem right here. I'm, I'm gonna just say this so we can move on. Um. You can say that, and I would agree with you with some with, with joints like Born Center, right? But people, I, somebody was like, uh, man, you probably like this joint if you want some 90s, blah, blah, blah. First of all, bruh, it's slowed up samples, 808s, mostly trap-inspired beats and whatnot, and almost all of what he's doing is melodic. There is absolutely not much 90s, blah, 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 rap, rap. So y'all cut that caffeine out with the boring stuff, man. All right. Kodak Black. Let's go to Kodak Black. Let's take it to Kodak uh, Black. Uh, Popama, Popama Haitian, Beach. Boy, Haitian boy Kodak. <laughs> yeah. All right. Kodak Black. Hold on. Let me pull up his joint. Haitian boy Kodak. Haitian boy Kodak. All right. So I'm a I'm a fan of Kodak Black. I like his I like his flow. I like um, you know, I like his punchlines. I I I think I think he's an entertaining artist. Um, I like Kodak Black as well. Yep. You know, for me, Institution is is from 2015 is my favorite project of his. That is a good um, project. Paint Pictures as well is a good project. Paint Pictures actually got some joints on it. I might go back to Paint Pictures today. He got some joints on there actually. But um, for me. This project, um, you know, he got one joint on here where he's uh, actually speaking Haitian, which I thought was... Dejan Bim? Yeah, yeah, which I thought was was like... I like the fact that he's leaning more into his culture like that, and he's bringing it to the forefront. Um, There's a very large population of Haitians in uh, Miami. Oh, yeah. Or in Florida in general. Florida in general, bro. Yeah. And so I think that that's good that, you know, I haven't seen a whole lot of rappers bring that to the forefront. 
Um, I've heard people talk about it, but I like that Kodak Black is doing it. Yeah. Um, he had a bar in there where he said something about something speaking Patois, but I forgot what it, I forgot, I should have wrote it down, but I thought I that sent was the a song bar. To, I sent the song to Ed for homework and, uh, <laughs> I don't think the title really means anything in Creole, but he definitely did have some Creole bars on that joint. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, um, I'm going to keep it real, man. Uh, Round the Roses and Z Look Jamaican are my favorite joints. Yeah, yeah. And they're the first two songs on the whole yeah. project. Um, Z Look Jamaican, he got some bars on there. You That's know my joint, saying? yeah. And I like, I like, I like Kodak. I like Kodak, and I'm going to check for him every time he drops. Um, but I feel like I need a Kodak Essentials more than yeah. this project. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's all right. It's nine songs, like 22 minutes. You know what I'm saying? It's like a ta- it's a taster, you know. Um, Kodak Black, man, that's really all I got to say. Yeah, I mean, for, and I'll just piggyback. I don't think he's the artist for tasters, you know? Like, I, I think that... Yeah. I like his story, man, because I think that he is an honest and just authentic street dude from Florida. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you know Kodak, you know his trials, his tribulations and whatnot, what he's been through and all that. And, you know, he speaks to those things on records. I, I like Dirty K. Dirty K may be my favorite joint because that's a Kodak song for me. Like, it's him rapping about, you know, that street shit that Kodak, you don't get from him. I do like the, the Dejan Bim or whatever joint. And Z Look Jamaican is also a decent joint. But I think that for a rapper like him, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't know about this one as far as just how how short it is and whatnot. Like I was like, all right, what's where's the rest of that joint? You know what I'm saying? Uh I want him to get back to the institution and the um the uh, the pain pictures. Pain pictures is my joint. Yeah. Pain, I think you that's you and Danny had me listening to Institution, and then when Pain Pictures came out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I like when he yeah doing his thing, you know what I'm saying? But this one yeah. Pain Pictures is I think I one of his if not his first, it might be his first major label yeah uh project. But um I like when he does like his his love song joints, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, he be on his lover boy Kodak type stuff, you know what I'm saying? Really he really be feeling that joint. Honestly, that last joint with Don't Leave Me, it was love songish, but at the same time, it had some other kind of content in there. But that joint kind of decent. Yeah. On yeah. the last joint. So, yeah, yeah man. man. Haitian boy Kodak. <laughs> yeah, man. Not, not, not a lot there. Let's go ahead and go into our last topic. Uh, for those okay. who, have not, who have not seen them, this is going to be a lot of spoiler alerts. So, if you haven't seen it and you don't want us to ruin it, yeah. this is your time to go watch it and then come back to us if you want to listen to us talk about it. But if you've watched it, let's get into it. So, you want to start, man? Yeah, man. Um, so, them is a show that was executive produced, I believe, by Lena Waithe. Um, it came out, I think, in April on Amazon. First of all, let me just say this: shout out to Amazon Prime because I see y'all. I see y'all. They stepping it up. Y'all done had them, Invincible, Kamal. You need to check out the animated joint, Invincible. Invincible. Okay. Yes. About the, Check I'm out gonna... Invincible. Go on. And, and then what was the other? It's another joint that Amazon had recently. Oh, I saw the Michael B. Jordan joint last night as well. Which was good. Yeah, I just watched that. You want to talk about that? We, we can talk about that. But go ahead. You know what? <laughs> After them, people, we will talk about the Michael B. Jordan joint. <laughs> Live and direct. Beep, 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 beep. All right. So, right, right. first of all, big shout out to Amazon because Netflix, y'all got to come on, man. Y'all was the pioneers in this joint. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's go, man. What's what's happening with some of this content, G? Um, but anyhow, them um, is a I would say racial drama slash horror joint, right? Um, yeah. Regarding a family, and I believe the 1960s that leaves the southeast to go to California for a better life, and when they get there, they are encountering not only racial prejudice, but at the same time, you know, some demonic spirits and whatnot. Now, mm-hmm. off top, when I was watching this, initially I was like, yo, this joint is fire. 
-hmm. as it went on, it started to kind of lose me through episodes, maybe like five and six and whatnot, because I was like, all right, this is mostly now not horror because I like horror. I'm a horror fan. Mm -hmm. You know me, come on. Greatest movie ever is Lost Boys. Yes. Fuck what nobody say. All right. It was kind of just going into some, you know, I don't want to say wokeness, but it was more so just like different things that they was just throwing out regarding, you know, I, I appreciated episode, I believe seven that covered the redlining though. Right. Yes. Um, dope content regarding a real issue as to why even today, a lot of us remain in the areas that we remain in because it was systematically set up that way for us people that were just a generation ago. Yes. But outside of all that, I think that I think that overall this was a good series, man, because mm -hmm. it they end up tying it and not just having you know it be about wokeness and whatnot. It end up being about being woke and, and kind of giving you history, but at the same time, it also was good from the standpoint of just good horror. How they tied in at the end episodes, you know, um, evil, right? This town came from a place of evil right there's this demonic force that was there through the spoiler alert people again the preacher you know back way way when you know and all that kind of stuff right there's this demonic presence that's kept this town you know um i don't know how would i say like evil on top of the fact that these people are just racist and it's 1960 whatever and they don't want black people in their neighborhood i think that they tied in history and horror very well and i was scared early on because i was, i really was skeptical regarding i don't know if i want racial racial trauma to be a i don't know like early on i was like mm, let's not do this yeah i don't yeah. want to yeah i don't want our real I, I don't want this to be a, a new genre where we're taking real trauma that actually happened yeah. Because, Michael, because Michael Myers is just a crazy, psychotic, demonic person, right? Jason, all these people. But when you throwing in a, a show like this, like yeah. the backbone of it is reality. That's mm -hmm. real racial trauma. And, and mm -hmm. But they tied the two together well to me. It wasn't just them using, you know, racial trauma to make something horror. They tied the two well together for me. And I appreciate it. I think the show was dope. I ain't gonna front. Um, this is my feeling of the show. <laughs> um, you go. I think that, that the show started off interesting. Um, I thought that it was, uh, you know, initially it grabbed me because I liked the idea. I actually liked the idea. I see you. Two beer. I like the idea of the horror being the race relations mm -hmm. and the and the the hatred that these people have towards black the racism yes i think the the racism being the horror is dope yeah. like get out you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. i think that that is dope i think that it it brings a magnifying glass to america and the people that see the show are able to understand that white gaze mm. on black people in a real way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The way that they come into town and they're looked at and they're frowned upon just for being black. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They are regular working class family. But I thought that, you know, it was, it was done well in that sense. And, you know, we've seen racism in movies and shows, but I feel like this was the most clear-cut, straightforward um, display of racism on film. Mm -hmm. um, the way that they talked about redlining was dope. Fire. You know what I'm saying? The way that, you know, the black, the mother confronted the her neighbor across the street and you know their conversation i think i think that the racism being set up i thought that going into it it was the racism being set up as the horror and so from that standpoint i thought it was dope also stylistically i thought it was amazing 
Oh, for I sure. I thought it was beautifully shot. I thought the editing was dope. I'm I also a filmmaker, guys. If you, I thought, for the first time listening, go ahead. I thought the sound design, the sound design, the sound, the music that they use. Oh, for sure. They snapped. It they was awesome. Snapped. Um, I like when they use like you know they use newer. I, they kind of use newer music mm-hmm. for that time. I don't think some of those songs were out yet, but I think that it was still dope. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, you know, editing stylist stylistically from an editing standpoint, and just the the vision and how they did everything, the camera movement, camera shots. I think all of that was dynamic. I yes. thought that the I love that they use these dark skinned people, mm. uh, dark skinned black people, to be portrayed. You know what I'm saying? As the black family. Um, I loved it from that standpoint. My favorite episode was actually the black and white episode with the preacher. Yes, um, that was my yes, yes. I thought that that episode was really, really well done. The I it was way that necessary. The story, yes, exactly. This okay, preacher, this preacher, preacher. this preacher something happened to his family spoiler mm-hmm. alert all right look spoiler alert yes something happened to this family and he prayed to god and then found this child in a bush mm. and it turns out to be satan <laughs> you know so what i'm saying fun. that's so like that's so but fun. he don't know that until it's too late he don't realize that until it's too late and so he's praying to God and that and that struggle, you know what I'm saying, with this preacher who's supposed to be over this community. That joint was fire to me. That joint and that's that what joint I'm was fire to me, G. That's why I said I felt that I the the tying of the real racial horror, but still bringing it back to these like I'm sorry, the tying of like racism and whatnot, but still bringing it back to like horror. Like that was like fire like the idea that this guy found his child and was like oh my god but it was really right he saw it as a sign he saw it as a sign you know what i'm saying he's like yo what god is speaking to me right now you know what i'm saying but not even using his discernment you know what i'm saying it's like bro and then from that framework you know and him being such a faithful man being in uh with the bible and whatnot and then when everything kind of goes to shit when they really start to blame these these this black couple for their transgressions and whatnot using the scriptures in the bible Mm. to but ain't that how it happens though isn't that how it happens that, that that's what i'm saying because and that was so impactful yeah because it's one's reading Look, we can we can go deep with this shit. Like, for, yeah. like their reading of the scripture, it was like, well, this scripture says this, right? Yeah. So obviously, we're justified with our hate for yeah. this, for the alien, right? For these black individuals who, obviously, at that time, they were trying to be, you know, the this the, the white man was trying to be good. He was trying to be good, but yeah. He made a deal with the devil. Go ahead, come on. I don't want. I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead, man. Here's my issue with the show. <laughs> Go ahead. All those things I like. I started positive, but here's my issue with the show. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's a black. It's a. It's a show where these black. This black family's trauma is on display and if the racism wasn't enough they got to be haunted too you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i that kind of that kind of hurt me because it's like yo they mm-hmm. dealing with a lot g so there's there's that and then it's a show that's executive produced and created by black people mm-hmm. and 
that also hurt me because, you know, yo, why we why we why we doing this to ourselves? You know what mm. I'm saying? They gotta mm. just be torn down. They just torn down. And and wow, that's great. They overcame all of that. But why they even gotta go through all of that? Like, mm. yo, they went through a lot, G. They went through a lot. The whole baby situation, raping, and yo, why can't they get a break, G? Why can't they get a break? Why can't it just be the like the racism? The racism is enough. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a beautiful setup. That's a beautiful setup. You know what I'm saying? You can create a lot out of that, but to add the haunting to it, and and it's only the black people in this town that are haunted. You know what I'm saying? What's the what's the takeaway? Is it to not move, not don't feel that you need to move to an affluent uh, neighborhood. Maybe you should you should be with your own people. Is that the message? Or, you know, they were trying to escape a very bogus situation. You know mm. what I'm saying? They escaped a bad situation to come into another bad situation. You know what I'm saying? That just irked me. It's like Maybe. why I gotta watch these black why why is why is black trauma why I felt like why is black trauma a thing that we can that we can watch and enjoy as a as a television show. Well that, that was my, my that was, issue with it. That was my issue as well. That's why I said, you know, being a horror guy, which kinda is counter to I like horror. Point. Don't get me wrong, I like horror. I, I was okay with them making it about horror because it took away from that. It made it, they kind of tried to tie the two together. But to your point, yes. Initially, when they started going through, like, I'm watching episodes, watching episodes. I'm like, gee, are we, are we about to create a new genre? Is this, what we, is, is this what we about to do? Because it's very, and I'm not trying to hate on these people that made this, but it, to me, it's obvious and very, oh man, fuck it. I got to go there. I'm talking already opportunistic to do it during the times we are in on the backs of everything the past five years right yeah why is a why is this kind of thing being talked about now right well george floor was last year we've had michael brown we've had trayvon martin and george zimmerman we've had all these things happen and now we're starting to get these these racial horrors and i was like i'm not i'm not really down for this yeah. But what was dope though, what I what I really did appreciate though, to kind of I don't know maybe as a as a uh, devil's advocate point, at the end it became more so about each individual facing a fear. Right, the father had to own up to the fact that I should have been there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? The 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 the, the daughter. You know, with this imaginary, I still don't know what, what really hers is about. The mother and her struggles. Everybody individually had to kind of right. face their own final boss. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. come out strong together. I don't know. I don't know what that was about. Maybe it was like, if we can face these things individually, fuck these white people, we can face them as well. I don't, I don't know. Good point, though. Yeah. I, I did not think I mean, about that until you said it. So that's yeah. my, But that's my thing also. Like... They escaped a really bad situation. You know what I'm saying? They escaped a really bad, a really bad situation. You know what I'm saying? To try to better themselves. And they in a and they in another space where now they haunted by these by this by this entity and these beings. And only the black people in this community. Only the black people. You know what I'm saying? They going to visit other black people to get some solace and understand what's going on. And they crazy, you know what I'm saying? Except for like bros, cousins and whatnot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I don't know, man. The black trauma of it all, I don't I don't want to sit here and yeah. see that. You know what uh, I'm saying? I, that's that why hurt, I hurt me, man. Like, come on, fam. Like, the racism is enough. This is good that they can structure it 
like this. I thought that the, the you know, try, I thought about other people seeing this show. You know what I'm saying? Mainly non-black people. White people? And, he means white people. Go ahead. Okay, white people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you know, they're seeing this family. What is their takeaway, right? What are they, what, what are their, what is their perspective? What is their takeaway from it? I almost, I almost feel like it can be, it can be misconstrued that all of this is, oh, all this is happening to them because they're being haunted. You know what I'm saying? Rather than, nah, man, this racism is real, G. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now they living in a space where there's a haunting going on where it's tearing their mind inside out. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand why we got why they got to be torn down doubly so. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not only outside of themselves, but now inside of themselves, they got to be torn down. You know what I'm saying? And you know, that joint was I struggled with that aspect huh? of it. You know what I'm saying? I I didn't like having to watch. And I like horror, but I felt like it was either or. I felt like it should have been either or. You know what I'm saying? And also, I'm going to just throw out there, you know what I'm saying? What happened to old girl? I thought that was just real random. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of a sudden, she getting kidnapped and what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, just, that made no that sense. That was just thrown in there. Like, Outside of the justification that, that she should die because she was evil. I was totally fine yeah. with that. Didn't make sense, but yes, he popped her ass off. Pow. Like, that didn't make any kind of sense that... What? No, it, did, it did not. She had just found out some stuff about her husband. It's like, okay, let's see where that goes then. That you know what I'm saying? But it's like, what, dude? That she got off easy, in my opinion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She got off easy. She got off easy. She deserved she got murked she... out, and then that's it. She ain't even coming back for season two if there's a season two. But it's like, man. You bringing us look uh, honestly. That, that, that was my you're changing my feelings on it because early on, those were, I think I, I texted you. I, I like, yo, G, like, we about I to think do it's this. worth checking out. I think yeah. it's worth we checking out because yeah. I think if there's room for dialogue, you know what I'm saying? And for the people, and I, I mean, I've had two people. Maybe that's the point to create conversation, which this, we talking right now, right? But then, then what's the conversation? What's the, like, you know, I've heard, I've heard people call it a masterpiece. I've had my guys tell me, or at least I've had two people tell me, you got to see it. I, it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I, I see where you're coming from from a certain extent, but let's talk about it. Why do you feel that way? I'm, I'm curious to know what makes it, why, how did, why do you feel that way? You know what I'm saying? Because I want to know. I want to know. Maybe the takeaway is this. Maybe the takeaway is this, since we, it, they kind of left it open-ended. Maybe the takeaway is what happened at the end? At the end, after facing and recognizing everything that they had been through and getting over that, they all come out solidified and unified to face the real danger, which is present racism, right? Maybe the takeaway is, maybe the takeaway is racism, slavery, and all that stuff was very horrific in, in respect to that family, right? Mm -hmm. And now they came together and they're going to go outside and it's like, y'all can't do nothing to us. We just made it through an actual outer body, whatever horror for real, like real horror. Mm. There's nothing that your racism can do to us. Mm. Maybe. And that's what I was thinking. That's why I, I, it was a cliffhanger, right? It was a cliffhanger because at the end they all came outside together. Right. But the key is that they both individually faced their fears and they came out together unified. Maybe mm. that's the takeaway. I don't feel as if black people are unified. 
if you want to ask me it personally. Maybe the takeaway is that we look at what we came through. What can't we, like, what can't we do if we, if we, I don't know. I don't know, but that's just speculation, people. I could be uh, wrong. That's, I, I received that. I received that. Though I still feel the way I do. <laughs> no, no, you are, hey, man, but, I appreciate your, your opinion for you kind of put, like, I'm like, hmm. I mean, for, if they come out with a season two, I'm going to check for season two. I won't watch you know it. What I'm 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 a check. I'm a check for it. It needs to end right where it ended at. I mean, I, I feel like there's you what's know, next. What's what what's what's next? I don't even know what could be next. But know? that's my point. If they do, then they are opportunistic, capitalizing off of racial trauma for a dollar, in a time where everybody is concerned with right because they racism. they defeated they defeated the boss. You know what I'm saying? They Bruh. defeated the boss. They do that, and I'm right in my text to you a month ago, like, gee. Uh, it's we about to start seeing for real racial drama traumas become a real thing from a standpoint of horror. Is I mean, next? shout out to Jordan Peele because I feel like we have seen a few other things that are race charged in that way. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know Antebellum has something to do with race. Um, watch it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I actually do want to watch it. But you know me, bro. I'm very skeptical of these. These uh, I can't look. Yeah, you heard of the girl. The girl in the in the joint used the sample for white allies, right? Or she said, you know, the the woman that was giving or 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 recruiting blacks to come to Compton said, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. You know, honestly, the property values when black people move in go up. Like she said that, right? They were like, calm down. That's just your natural biological care being a woman. Mm. Like, no. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, bruh, if they come yeah. out with a season two, that's our next Beers and Bars blog post. I'm shredding them. I mean, it's got to be just about the racism then. They can't have a horror aspect to it. But that's what the, the show is based on. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. I mean, I have a love-hate relationship with it. You know, what I saying? appreciate that. Hey, I thought that it looked really good. I think it's worth it to. I think it's worth viewing, but I think the trauma that this family had to go through was unnecessary. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it was necessary. The same way I thought that the girl. Uh, the whole kidnapping situation wasn't really necessary. That was real. What this got to do with the storyline? Like they just threw that joint in there. That joint was you know what I'm very. <laughs> who wrote that part? All right, so who wrote this part and put it in there? And said, "Yes, that's a great idea." You know what I'm saying? What that got to do with the rest of the? Like that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. That got nothing to do with nothing, G. That was that was completely what this got to do with anything, G. Yeah. But yeah, man, I don't know. I that's that's how I feel. I don't know. Today's episode was kind of I don't know. <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I really like today's episode. It's very rare, you know, since we be trying to do all the different creatives and whatnot. Is we we don't get back to you know me and you just hashing out ideas and just you know so yeah, man. Um. You know, next couple of weeks, um, I I talk to you offline. Come on, we have some people that's trying to come on the show and whatnot. So, uh, you guys just uh, stay tuned. Um, uh, go listen to our um, good the playlist on uh, Apple Music. Um, what's it called? I don't even know. What uh, Beers and Bars Guest List Volume Two. If you put yeah. Beers and Bars in whatever you listen to music on, you should probably be able to pull this up. It will feature our last four MCs who have been on the show. Uh, yeah. That being Jay Hayes, Weasel Sims, Fillmore Green, and uh, Ugly Boy Modeling. So, yes, yes, yeah, man. Go check that out. Um, it looks like that. Uh oh. Wait, hold on, Dan. I can't even show that joint. <laughs> there you go, guest list. There you go. Yeah. It looks like that on uh, streaming platforms. But um, yeah, man, beers and bars. Beers and bars. We we'll see y'all next time. Peace.
Peace.